magic is power. Patrick, I am your legacy newbie, and with me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's going on, man? Not much, Pat. How you doing? I'm doing well. Getting ready for the 4th of July. Coming off a, uh, a fun weekend. Had a great wedding up in uh, Jackson, New Hampshire. Got to see one of my friends, one of my childhood friends get married, and uh, just had a real good time. Worked yesterday, worked today, so I'm ready to have a day off tomorrow, man. How about you? Yeah, same here. I also worked today, though. I got to get out early, which was pretty sweet. Beautiful weather out we're having here. Yeah, yeah, it's great. 90 and sunny. We'll take it. Though, it's, I mean, it's New England, so it'll probably be like raining buckets, uh, you know, later on tonight. (laughs) Of course. Uh, All right, before we get into the episode, as always, we just wanted to give a shout out to Hipsters. Hipsters hosts the Leaving Legacy podcast every Friday. You can check it out there. Um, Also, they have obviously lots of legacy content. You know, Jerry writes for them. Uh, our friends Aaron and Kate both write for them. They have awesome writers over there. Um, they do every format, really, so they're a great resource. Check that out. Um, also, if you want to support the cast, uh, you can visit patreon.com slash legacy. Even a dollar an episode helps us a ton. We have some awesome rewards, stickers, uh, play mats, uh, uh, thank you cards going out this week as well. Uh, so check it out. The link is in the show notes. Uh, there's also a bunch of exclusive content in there as well, so... Uh, it's always there is? good to be. Yeah, there is. There's, it's, always going to be on the page. it's always going to be on the patron page. Ah, I gotta check that out for that exclusive content. Yes. Usually it's just general uh, general discussions about stuff. It's really uh, good. Pat planning his coup. Yes, that too. How do we kick Jerry off the cast? Uh, enemies on all sides. <laughs> um, did you want to do the the giveaway this week? Yeah, we got the playmat giveaway. Yes. So uh, one of the cool things we wanted to do. Uh, because, I mean, we really appreciate our patrons so much. They support the show. Um, you know, we, we are able to do things with the money, including creating these playmats, which, like, isn't cheap because we had to, obviously, you know, the proxy guy is worth his weight in gold in his designs, uh, and that's very clear from the post itself, uh, from the playmat itself, rather. Um, so, you know, we got to fund that. We have to fund actually getting the, the, uh, the playmats, so... Uh, the Patreon money has allowed us to do that, which has been really, really awesome. And so, first of all, first and foremost, thank you to our patrons for that. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let me, <laughs> let me line up uh, a little system here. Yep, that's your job. I'm the dice man. Yes, that's what I got to guy. do. <laughs> um, and let's see. So we have – I have a list here uh, who qualify for the playback giveaway. So, Jerry. Why don't you roll a die, and we'll uh, we'll get someone a free playmat this week. So I'm rolling some fate. Uh, we got number eight. Number Lucky number eight, Michael Ames, uh, who is also posting the Facebook page. So congrats to Michael. Um, Michael, I don't have your address here, so if you want to get the playmat shipped to you, uh, why don't you send me uh, either a DM on Twitter or just post in the Facebook group or you know DM me on Facebook, rather, and uh, we will get you that playmat, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. You need a you need to edit in like a roaring crowd. What? All right, we'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> Actually, I think it'd be better if we just do crickets. And that's just us, you know. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So, uh, congratulations, congratulations to Michael. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll get that playmat out to you, man. Um, all right. So we had a, a kind of a light show this week. We didn't have a ton to talk about. Uh, not much has happened in the legacy scene. The last week it, or so, we've had a lot of some some really long episodes, so this will be a nice refresher here. It's it's the summer lull, you know. The weather turns nice, and everyone you know ventures out into the sunlight instead of the basements of card shops. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so obviously we have uh, EE seven coming up. That was just re- announced. Um, there was a uh, a lengthy video that they put out with that ha- I assume has all the details in there. But I don't have time to watch a 13-minute video, so if we get the the bullet points for that, uh, that would be sweet. <laughs> Someone, anyone wants to post the bullet points in the uh, in the Facebook group, that would be awesome. But Jerry, what did you glean from uh, from kind of what they had to say about EE7? Uh, well, thank you, Jeremy Aaron, Aronson uh, Zemet on Twitter, because he 
sent me the details. Uh, so EE7's coming up in uh, September 15th to the 17th in uh, Philly. Uh, and I'm really thinking about going to this. What do you, what do you think, Pat? Oh, man. Well, I, I don't know if I'm going to make EW. <laughs> My <laughs> wife is not very keen on me leaving again. I don't know, maybe it was the experience of having the children for four days alone because of Vegas. But, uh, you know, September is a long time away, so a lot could change between then and now. It could be a single by then, who knows? <laughs> Jeremy just posted, in fact, can't wait to see Pat there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had such a good time hanging out in, uh, in Vegas, you know. Uh, yes, I think it's important also to clarify, so EE is Eternal Extravaganza. That's going down September in Philly. EW which is one month later in October is going down in Pittsburgh. So I like, I already get EE and EW mixed up when I'm just get excited and start rambling. But now, <laughs> now they're both in Pennsylvania cities uh, one, one month after each other. Mix ups are going to happen people, but the one in September is in Philly. The one in October is in Pittsburgh. And I'm trying to go to both and drag Pat with me. <laughs> I will. I'm trying to be dragged. We'll just put it. We'll leave it at that. I'm trying to be dragged. So, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so, uh, EE seems good. People seem to like this series. Um, they did, uh, up their entry to a hundred dollars. So how do you feel about that, Jerry? Yeah, I saw a lot of people complaining about the hundred dollars. Um, we're not, you know, complaining so much voicing concerns because, you know, increased costs in GPs and tournaments in general has been a problem or not a problem, but a discussion point <laughs> in the yeah. magic community. So I, I, Kind of was a little wary when I first heard that, but uh, the guys over at Team Tusk, uh, you know, made some really good points that uh, I think really justifies the $100 price tag. You know, the fact that it's in Philly, um, like I've been to the venue that it's being held at. It's right across from Reading Terminal Market, which is one of the most amazing places to get, uh, you know, food. Uh, just so many awesome uh, restaurants in there. And just being in a city, being able to like go out after after the tournament out on the town, or you know, just it's it's a much better experience than being in like a concrete cinder block in the middle of a New Jersey suburb. <laughs> um, plus, you know, I haven't looked too much into it, but I hear the you know what you get out of it, the prize payout is actually worthwhile because I believe they're paying out to everyone who goes X and two. Yeah, uh, so it's actually uh, even better than that. Um... So oh, I just X and I did three. Math, I did the math for top eight. Sixty-two hundred dollars is going out to top eight. So there, there. First of all, let's say there's a hard cap of two hundred fifty-six players for this event. Um, so you're gonna have, you know, essentially they're bringing in just over twenty-five k of of cash into this event. Um, top eight is paying out sixty-two hundred dollars. So that's actually a pretty good chunk of the of like the the money that's coming in is getting paid out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go X one and one, you get three hundred dollars in credit. Uh, X and two gets two hundred. X two and one gets one fifty, and X and three essentially uh, breaks even, gets a hundred dollars in credit uh, back. That's not bad. No, X and three is like is very doable. Uh, that, and, yeah, know, that I like that because that would encourage me to play the tournament through to the end. Yes. In so many tournaments I go to, where it's basically top eight or bust, you would need to go X and two or better. As soon as I pick up the third loss, I'm I'm done. But if I know if I oh, hang on and get my money back, or potentially you know get two hundred, uh, you know even more in credit, uh, I, that would definitely encourage me to stay in the event longer and play it through. Right, and this should be a nine round event. So going six and three is basically the same as day as day twoing a GP. And you're gonna get hundred dollars back. In which, if you day two a GP and you don't win, if you don't win anything else on, sec- on day two, you're not getting anything out of it. So, uh, it's actually it seems like a pretty great payout overall. Yeah, I mean the way I look at it is I get to play nine rounds of highly competitive magic for free. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's that's pretty great news. Um, actually, thinking now now that I'm thinking about the payout, uh, I don't know how many players would be in that X one and one two X and three bracket. I don't know how many players that would comprise of a six-player uh, event, but yeah, I'm wondering if first through eighth also get those prize payouts because I assume someone who goes X one and one would probably also make top eight. Uh, perhaps. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So maybe uh, X and two. Maybe that's just like in case there's a type like in case someone doesn't get in on breakers at X one and one. There's like a you know an, uh, a standard set for those. You know, a little bit higher payout. Like oh sorry you know sorry you're not getting into top eight but here's three hundred dollars in credit you know you're getting an extra hundred bucks more than X and two. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I mean, Card Titan also, I've, or sorry, not Card Titan, oops, Tales of Adventure, Card Titan is Eternal Weekends, but uh, Tales of Very Adventure, confusing. it's so confusing, Someone's I said it was going to happen, I said it was going to happen, <laughs> now, Tales of Adventure, I've been to their store many times, and they do have an excellent selection, so their credit is not, you know, rinky-dink credit. Yeah, which is awesome, that's, that's all great, so... Um, it is, uh, they actually have a few different events going on. So the main event for Legacy is Saturday the 16th, um, says it starts at 10 a.m. So actually, it's not impossible to, like, get a late flight down there on Friday, actually. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to justify this to my Because <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really like playing in these big events, man. Like, I, I think, I mean, Vegas was really fun, um, but I do like playing in the larger events that are, like, you know, 100 to 200 players. I think that's kind of, like, the sweet spot for Legacy, personally. Yeah. Um, so, main event starts at 10 a.m., $100 entry gets you a playmat, a dex protection deck box, um, let's see, there's also the vintage event, 15 proxy vintage event on Sunday, which is pretty sweet. I always want to do that, but it's always on Sunday where I'm like, alright, time to drive home. Right. Yeah, grind, grind some value out of the vendors and get get home, but, um, that's pretty sweet. Um, there's a, a smaller payout for that, it also has a hard cap of 256 players. I don't really understand why vintage has a significantly lower payout than than the Legacy. Maybe they're just expecting less people to be there. Oh, by far. I, so. I mean, like, these events tend to draw the vintage players out, but they are still few and far between. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's also an old-school event on Friday and Saturday, um, a 93-94 uh, with a $30 entry, and it's a five-round Swiss capped. And five wins gets two hundred dollars credit. Four wins gets a hundred dollars credit. So that's pretty cool. That's it. I feel uh, old school would be some of the most fun matches to watch. Mm-hmm. Like I feel the entertainment value with that, you know, much sim- more simplified version of Magic. Uh, I feel would translate better to uh, you know a spectator. Totally, yeah. And, and I just I'm not too into spending hundred dollars on Juzam Jins, but um... <laughs> I came this close to buying a Juzam Jin the other day. <laughs> I mean, I, it is I, super cool. Like, I would definitely play the format. Um, I actually had one of the local old school players um, out here. He was talking about it on Twitter, and I actually almost got a chance to go to the event, and he was going to lend me a deck and everything. I didn't end up going, but it seems like a really welcoming community. Like, they just love playing old school magic. Yeah, definitely. So, which is pretty sweet. Um, there's also a ton of side events here, so I will drop this link in the show notes uh, if anyone's interested in seeing it. Um, but, uh,. I, 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 I do have one gripe about about uh, EE, though. Go ahead. So this is the same event uh, where a few months ago we were complaining that it happened and no one knew about it. It just, like, came and went. Mm-hmm. And then this time, you know, I was looking for information on it, and I was struggling. Like, Google search, going through my Facebook events. You know, the Google search led to a page that was just a video announcement that was, I think you mentioned, it's like 12 minutes long. I'm just like, uh, I'm about to record the cast. I don't have time to watch this video right now. Thankfully, Jeremy, you know, sent me a link uh, that had the details. But I just feel these stores, you know, if you're going to run these main events, you need to put effort into promoting the events. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Like comparing it to, you know, Card Titan that uh, we'll talk about later. Like Card Titan, they got that information out. It was like Mm -hmm. Twitter blasts, social media blasts. Uh, you know, people were talking about it. I was getting messages from people asking if I was going. And it's it's just kind of a snowball effect with the Magic community. If you put that blast out, people will start talking. But you really need to, you know, light the switch at the beginning. Yes. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, so, anyway, this is an event that we're obviously interested in. Um, people who are going, feel free to put up a post on the Facebook page and... You know, figure out room situations and getting down there. If people are going to carpool or whatever, uh, feel free to use the page as a resource for all that, for sure. Hell yeah. Trying to get some Airbnbs together, meetups. Uh, definitely a time for planning. Yes, totally. I'm just telling my work that I'm going to nonstop weddings for the, you know, next three months. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because yeah, yeah, yeah. why else would I go to you know Pittsburgh right, for a weekend? Right, right. <laughs> also, I I heard that it's the weekend of a of a Steelers game, so yes. just keep in mind. Which again, it's against the Bengals, and I can't imagine that it's the you know I can't imagine that an event on Saturday is going to have much of an issue. But I'm sure the Sunday event is going to be a little bit tougher to get to. Just be aware of it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think the Bengals versus the Steelers will sell out the city of Pittsburgh. Yes, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just worth. It's definitely worth knowing. Um, Jared, was there anything else you wanted to mention about uh, Eternal Extravaganza Seven? Uh, I hope I win it. 
<laughs> me too. You get that sweet uh, duel, uh, like the the big painted duel, right? Uh, I think that's that, with that's that Eternal Weekend. You mix it up again. <laughs> <laughs> this is really hard. All right, Eternal Extravaganza is just money, which is which is fine as well. Yes, that's fine as well. Um, okay, so Eternal Weekend. We're talking about that next, I, I assume. Yes, Card Titan, Eternal Weekend. Um, this is the one I definitely think I'm going to go to no matter what. Um, so it. It's always been a blast every time I've gone. I've never... I think this is the first time they're doing it at the uh, Pittsburgh Convention Center, though. Yeah, so, the David Lawrence Convention Center in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so little unsure ground. You know, they've done a great job in the past, and I hope they continue to do a great job. But whenever it's a new venue, I'm a little wary. Mm-hmm. Just because there are just things that are out of your control, like number of restrooms available, how close it is to, you know, food, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a, a whole factor of things that come into play when you're when you're at a tournament. Yeah, sure. But you know, the show they put on is amazing. You know, I think I see I've seen more vendors at uh, Eternal Weekend than most GPs that I go to. Mm-hmm. Um, they just really bring in all the stores uh, because you just have this collection of players who are really into like modern vintage and legacy and they these 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 are kind of the events where people like save up their money it's like all right i'm gonna go to the event and i'm gonna finish that play set of duels that i need mm-hmm. or i'm gonna go to the event and i'm gonna get that tabernacle that i need yep. um so definitely money a lot of money uh at the place so i just find you can get some great deals just because everyone's in the in a selling mood yeah totally Absolutely. Uh, the playmat is that sweet lotus petal playmat, which is cool. Registration is 75 bucks. Uh, you get some sleeves, a deck box, some kind of token, a bunch of other throwaway stuff. But um, seems good. Like the 75 bucks for this kind of event seems decent. Um, what do you expect the turnout to be for something like this, Jerry? How many players do you think they expected these? I would say probably an easy 2,000. Really? Prob- oh, so yeah. it's almost like this. It's like a GP. Oh yeah. Oh, I I would, I think I would rather go to Eternal Weekend than the Legacy GP. No shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think. Well, I think it was like two years ago. I think we talked about it on the cast, but I, I had a more fun at Eternal Weekend than I did at the last at like New Jersey GP that I went to. Oh okay. All right. Um. Yeah. They just they do a good job. A lot of people there. It's just a very laid back atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. <laughs> yeah, the payout is definitely uh, is definitely on point too. You get the Savannah Trophy, twenty five hundred first, twenty five hundred second, uh, and then I mean even down to eighth place pays seven hundred bucks. So that's pretty good. Yeah, and the trophies are amazing. Yeah, I'm looking at the one uh, Oren Kremen. I guess I say his last name holding the Badlands. That shit looks dope. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like it's one on. It's the art on an oversized card, and then it, they they take the effort and they actually like frame it in a nice frame. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Um, so yeah, like the black lotus for the vintage championship. I really just want that Savannah art by Mark Poole just hanging in my living room. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it's really neat. Really, really neat. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's definitely something to look forward to. That's in that's in October. This is one like if I had a choice between Eternal Weekend and Eternal Extravaganza. I'm looking at Eternal Weekend personally. Yeah, if it came down to it, it would I would have to choose Eternal Weekend as well. And uh. you know, I'll have to make a stand with the wife. I mean, like I said, it's not looking great. I'm not gonna lie, it's not looking awesome. Um, but if I gotta, if, if I'm gonna do one, if I'm definitely gonna do one, I think it's gonna be Eternal Weekend. I'll keep definitely. it all posted. Uh, I'm already finagling Airbnbs, so I I got this shit under wrap. I like it. <laughs> You're very serious about it. And by that, I've delegated it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so people who are going to EW, please, like I said, like I said, for people going to E, feel free to use the Facebook page to uh, to figure out who is going and you know how you want to meet up with people if you want to split rooms, whatever. Uh, let that be a resource for you. That's that's the whole reason why we have the Facebook page. It's uh, it's an awesome legacy community there. Yeah, see if we can get a get together when we get a little bit closer to the event because it's still still like three months out. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, time to plan. Yeah, see if we can organize some dinners. That would be awesome. At least one. At least one. We could, I didn't get one together in uh, in Vegas. We did a good one in in, uh, in Ohio, but we gotta, we got to get another one. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, cool. All right. All right, so the other thing we had on the docket tonight, which is kind of a loose topic, um, I wanted kind of your thoughts on the meta, Jerry. Now, we're not we're not looking at, like, Goldfish or any of the any of the scraping websites. I just kind of want, like, your feel for, like, your local meta game and sort of what you've been seeing online. Hmm. Well, those are two very separate things, I would have to say. Yes. Um, online, 
my meta has been the holiday cube that I've been playing nonstop for the last three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but when I do play some Legacy on there, I do notice it's just very uh, combo heavy. Uh, I see a lot of Storm, see a lot of Elves, uh, see a lot of Sneak and Show. So uh, online can be a bit patience trying at times just when you get you know you enter in a league and you play three storm matches in your league oh yeah and it just it it, it kind of dissuades me a little bit mm-hmm. um but i find the exact opposite in the paper meta okay um so my local meta so last event i played in was at the gaming etc 1k uh and it was very diverse uh meta that i really enjoyed like i played grixis delver uh, I played Dredge, uh, I played Bug Control, um, I played uh, Mono Red Stompy. So, like, the meta, I think, in paper is just very healthy right now. It, it, it feels like, it still feels that anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of take rogue strategies and do well with them in the meta right now. Which is nice. Yeah, for nice sure. A little bit more, uh, you know, wide open. For sure. Exactly. Uh, one strategy that does not work, I can confirm, is moat with uh, <laughs> in sneak attack. That does not work. <laughs> yes. No good, Jerry. No good. No good. <laughs> it wasn't moat's fault. I just I just couldn't draw creatures when I wanted them. <laughs> Bummer. It, it does feel great sitting behind a grim lava mancer with a moat, though. <laughs> just pinging, pinging the opponent. Thing in the opponent, uh, and then he played EE on four, which I did not see that line of play from happening. <laughs> e on four, <laughs> yeah, because I was playing like against a miracles deck, and he just had like a bunch of uh, monastery mentor tokens. <laughs> uh, so I'm just like, haha, I'm just pinging you, sitting behind my moat. Then <laughs> <laughs> he like plays EE, I'm like, yeah, okay. He goes, it's on four. I'm like, what? And he like shifts aside, and like underneath one of his tundras is a tropical island. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> when did that get played? <laughs> oh, that's pretty great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I've been having a lot of fun in paper. I just I have too many decks that I don't know what I want to play. <laughs> yeah, I I don't have that I don't have that problem with not, with having too many decks as I've consolidated my my collection down to really one deck. Um, but uh, the only real paper game I've gotten to play in the last few months was Vegas. Um, oh, I guess I guess you can include the TJ's event, but that was before the top ban, so I think we're kind of talking about post-top ban right now. Um, and my, my experience in Vegas was great, honestly. Um, didn't have to play Miracles, which is which is wonderful. I'm just, I was just getting really tired of that deck. Played, you know, day one I played nine different decks on day one, which again isn't the case for everyone. I have a very small sample size of one person, um, but it was extremely enjoyable. So I kind of like where the paper metagame is at right now, at least in my experience. Um, as far as the online metagame goes, I mean, it's always going to be like people want to do the most broken things online and people are able to switch back and forth between decks really easily without losing a lot of money. So you see a lot of like Storm, you see, uh, I mean, well, you see a good amount of hex steps, but that's just because Tom and uh, and Curtis will jam a lot of leagues. Uh, I still see a good amount of Miracles um, and other Delver decks, so, um, but I, I actually don't mind either, either really. There are different, there are essentially different formats that the makeup of is pretty different, but I kind of like where the metagame's at right now. I don't miss, I don't miss Miracles. I don't think that the format has become inundated with broken combo decks, like every Miracles player was kind of wagging their finger at us, saying, you know, you better be careful, Storm's coming to get you, and that just obviously has not played out whatsoever, um, considering death and taxes. We so um, well, it has online. <laughs> sure, what, right? But which is? Right, I think I think online has a bunch of other factors yes. in that it's a. I feel Magic Online Legacy community is a much smaller community than people realize, mm-hmm. uh, because I've been noticing a lot of the same names putting up the same results. I have a funny story about that. Once you're done, when, when, when you're done with the story here. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I mean, just to finish off the point, I just think. Um, the reason why uh, the legacy meta feels a lot, you know, more solved online is because I feel that the legacy meta is a lot more incestuous online, and that everyone's playing with everyone else. That sure. that that's a soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's your story, Pat? Uh, so, just just a real quick thing. As far as the five O decks go, uh, top five. Now that I just pulled them up, you're looking at Grixis Delver with fifty decks. Uh, four color Leovold with 34 decks, then add uh, Ant with 27, then Death Attacks with 20, 
down to reanimator and elves with 19 respective miracles lands grixis sultai eldrazi and green black depths green black depths based solely on tom hep and curtis but uh, <laughs> it is there uh, i mean that's that's not terrible i mean considering Grixis it's is not like i mean there's a lot of don't, don't get me wrong there's quite a bit of delver in there but if like delver secrets is the one thing that's tying a bunch of these decks together like grixis delver is very different deck than than four color leobold which is very different than rug delver so i'm fine with that you know well, keep in mind what it is though is that it's not just that ad nauseum's dominating; it's the dominating combo deck. Sure, well, like, there's there's going to be a combo. I mean, elves is really is also really a combo deck as well. So, no, true. I, I'm just saying, comparing that to paper, uh, storm is just a hell of a lot more popular online than oh, it is to- in oh, paper. Oh yeah, totally. Well, it's also like very affordable online. It's 400 ticks. You know, it's it's basically what? yeah, it's 414 ticks to put together ad nauseum tendrils versus. 853 ticks for Grixis Delver. Oh, oh, sorry, I was looking at paper prices. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's super cheap online. It's one of the cheaper decks uh, on this list, actually. It is, I think, outside of Green Black Depths, it is the cheapest deck on this list. Um, so, inexpensive to play. Um, it's a great combo deck. It's resilient to uh, to counter magic. Um, it I is think... A, it also lends itself to online play uh, because Storm, more than almost any other deck, uh, really rewards you for repetitive play. Mm-hmm. Just getting those games in, playing game after game after game after game um, is the way to become a great Storm player, yes. uh, just so that it becomes almost like muscle memory. Um, and what it is is the average legacy player just can't get that amount of games in, in a, with paper tournaments. Right. Because, yeah, you know... Totally. Playtesting with friends is great, but it doesn't have that same feeling as actually playing in a tournament with money on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just being able to play on Magic Online, being able to play in a competitive match almost any time of day just by entering into a league, uh, I think really gives you uh, Storm players an edge by playing on Magic Online, just that they get those number of competitive matches in that they can't get anywhere else. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Just to, to kind of wrap up where we're at with the uh, the meta game kind of discussion, I think it's fine where it is. I, I kind of like where it is right now. Um, but I did kind of fi- I found this deck. I don't know if you want to talk about this at all, Jerry. Our friend Bob Wong has jammed a couple five O's of this white black deck. Uh, oh yeah. Running, running vampire hex mage grave. Oh Titan, man, I like Grizzle, it already. Grizzlebrand. <laughs> also uh, place at a dark depths and uh, thespian stage. Um, some some of the great cards in the uh, main board include an unburial rights to to Lake of the Dead. What are you doing, Bob? <laughs> uh, sideboard cards, sideboard all stars include a coffin purge, <laughs> which is like a, a significantly worse, like just like a a simply worse uh, surgical extraction, no. I guess. No, you're missing the trick, Pat. It's Ooh. a tutorable surgical extraction. It has flashback. So coffin purge is one black. Remove target card in a graveyard from the game. Mm-hmm. Flashback, one black. Right. Uh, so I have foil Japanese of these because it, I thought it was such a sweet, sweet card. Yeah. What you can do is you can entomb Coffin Purge and flash it back at oh. instant speed. Oh, okay. All right. So fair, it bas- fair. it's basically by running it in your deck, your entombs basically turn modal into either put a Grizzle Braid in your graveyard to reanimate it uh, or... Uh, it's a uh, surgical extraction. Interesting. First. Um, but just a really interesting deck. I don't know if you wanted to talk about it at all, but I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this. I like it, but I feel the deck wants l- at least one copy of Life from the Loam. Really? Yeah, because, I mean... Stop playing you have, spells. <laughs> yeah, but you have Entomb. Okay. So by, by running Entomb and Life from the Loam, because this is something that uh, Loam Pox would do to great effect, mm-hmm. by running Entomb and Life from the Loam, you can Entomb for your Dark Depths and then Loam it back to your hand. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to find copies, though. you got four of them. But you know, with what, though? You have no card selection in this deck other than Entomb. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no card draw. There's no Sensei's Divining Top. Um, I feel by adding... Uh, life from the loam to this list. You, you have turn and, 
Right. I mean, drawing <laughs> seven. Grizzlebrand's pretty good at draw cards. Uh, do you remember the one K I told you when my deck just wouldn't agree with me? Yeah. <laughs> Threw 21 cards with Grizzlebrand, did not find another creature. You know what? I bet a lot of those were lands, weren't they, Jerry? <laughs> they were. Well, if your lands were Thespian Stages and, uh, and Dark Depths. Yeah, well, yeah, but they're, they weren't. <laughs> they were not the Emrakuls or the Thespian Stages or the Dark Depths. Uh, but, I mean, he's done well. I don't know if people maybe just don't know what he's doing yeah. here, but it's like a... It's almost get, like Red don't Black Reanimator. Don't get me wrong. I, I really like the list because I like that it can play fair as well as combo off. Mm-hmm. You know, you can Entomb Exhum a Grizzlebrand, or you can Lake of a Dead a Grizzlebrand into play. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you Lake, please read that card for people who oh, don't know yeah. what it is? Card's awesome. Uh, old school favorite. If Lake of the Dead would enter the battlefield, sacrifice a swamp instead. If you do, put Lake of the Dead onto the battlefield. If you don't, put it into its owner's graveyard. So basically, you have to sack a swamp when it comes into play. Tap it to add one black, or tap and sacrifice a swamp to add four black to your mana pool. <laughs> so this card ramps like no tomorrow. And it works well with, uh, oh, I guess it doesn't work well with Urborg, right? <laughs> Even though everything is a swamp, it just becomes a basic swamp. Oh no, 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 it works. No, well yeah, with you can, it works with Urborg. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking. It, I'm, yeah, so it, it works well with Urborg. Yeah, it works well with Urborg. No, it would also work well with sacking all these lands. Life in the loam. Sure. <laughs> sure. You should. Uh, you should message him. Be like, hey, Bob, where's where's the life in the loam in this list? Yeah, I actually I'm going to because I want to know I want to know his thoughts behind it. I can see not wanting to compromise the mana base. Um, because you know you're pretty much a pure black deck, but mm-hmm. he's running a scrublands for so that he can flashback and burial rights. You know, I feel I feel life from the loam. You'll get a lot more value out of than the in burial rights will. He also has seal of cleansing in the sideboard as well. He can play. Yeah. For the for the white mana. Yeah. Yeah, you can I, turn a couple of those swamps into bayous. Or that scrubland into a bayou. Well, even just a well, no, even just a one of that's the beauty of it. You only need to run one life from the loam because you entomb for it. Right. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, maybe the deck gets a bit too schizophrenic from that point where you're kind of going in too many directions, but I just right. feel I feel with a deck like this that has so very little card selection, um, you really want to maximize the effectiveness of that in tune because it's essentially your only way you're pulling things together for the deck. I, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I think you can just also get a hand that's just straight up gas in this deck as well. Although well, yeah. you could also just get a hand that's like Vampire Hex Mage, Dark Ritual... And like a petals and like a dark depths or, or like a a Thessian sage or something great, you know. Yeah, I mean, I feel if if you want to go like that, you're just better off playing green black hex mage right. though, because that's already the established deck for right. it. Right. I think this is just neat because it attacks on multiple angles. <laughs> no, I really like it. I really like the idea of like hard casting a grave titan yeah. uh, as you know on turn two. So I you know I think I think that's sweet. Um, yeah, just a lot going on. Bob Wong getting it done, and he's had uh, a, g- a few um, finishes with this. So he actually even played it in the Legacy Challenge, not to great effect, but not to great effect. <laughs> no, he ended up being four three, but I mean, he's five zero a few leagues, so he's def- dex- the deck certainly has some chops here. Yeah, I think I have all these pieces online, so I might throw this together. <laughs> yeah, not too bad to put together either. Yeah, not too bad. Well, the big thing is the freaking. Well, I guess Grizzlebrand's come way down. I remember. Yeah, Grizzlebrand. yeah, modern ma- I think it was a modern masters he was in. Mm-hmm. Surgicals are fucking outrageous. They're almost thirty dollars a piece now. Jesus, I know it's crazy. It's crazy. When I put together uh, Bug Depths, it runs uh, three or four Surgicals, and I couldn't believe how outrageous they had become. That needs a reprinting ASAP. I remember pulling those out of fifty cent bulk bins back in the day. I hope you pulled out a bunch. New Phyrexia had some money in it. Yeah, that's that's around when I first came back uh, to Magic. So New Phyrexia had already been out and had rotated, so there were all these like bulk bins full of New Phyrexia rares. And I remember just going through them and just picking them out. I'm like, oh, these are cool. <laughs> like picking out like Cataxian probes for ten cents. <laughs> it's like those those got up to like three, four, five dollars. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. New Phyrexia was an awesome set. I feel New Phyrexia really got underrated. Also the art on Circle Extraction is Oh yeah. Uh we did we get some What's up next? Questions? We got questions? Yeah, we do have some questions from the Facebook group. Um, let's see. So Josh Millard, uh, obviously looking for to to grab as much value as he can, fit six questions into one post. <laughs> so we're going to go down this real quick. Most fun legacy deck to play regardless of power. Jerry, 
What's the most fun deck to play? Oh, that is a tough question. I mean, most like most net fun, like for me and my opponent, or just most my fun. Because if it's just me, we're talking about stasis. I just love playing that deck. <laughs> It's it's not a very good deck. It's not tier one, but it is such such pleasure to play. <laughs> um, my most fun, I would say, for like both me and my opponent is I love the like three color Stoneforge uh, mirror match. Yeah. Like doing like Esper Esper Blade versus Bant Blade. Uh, I just feel it's some of the most interactive magic. Also, you know, I would also put in kind of like the Bugly of Old list, like that sort of deck. These like three color mid rangey decks mm-hmm. uh, in Legacy just have so much interaction with one one another, and it just leads to some of the you know best decisions, uh, which is you know one of my favorite parts about Legacy is just the complexity of the decisions. Yes, absolutely. Um, if I had to pick a deck. Uh, something that's extremely fun to play. Hmm. I, it has to be some kind of, like, creature deck, right? I mean, I guess, like, some of the common decks are really fun. Uh, like, Reanimator's kind of fun to play. Um, I've, I've been enjoying playing uh, Hex Depths, although it's a, it's a pretty difficult deck to play. I, I just really love playing Blue Red Delver. I hate to say that, but that's probably Hi. my favorite deck to play. There's nothing wrong with that. I know, I'm so- just always saying Blue Red Delver. It seems like I'm a one-trick you know one trick pony here. But I, I, do, I do really enjoy that deck quite a bit. I do like that the source still begrudgingly still refers to it as blue red burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about a spicy card you wish were you wish were playable, Jerry? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna go with a card that I think should be playable, and is we mentioned it on the last cast is Unearth. I still yeah. don't know why that card doesn't see more play. Yeah, absolutely. Seems like a really good card. Yeah, though at the same time, like I sleeved it up once as a one of in my sideboard, and I just haven't really found other times to put it in. But uh, it just it feels it feels like it should be so much better than it is. I mean, it reanimates a three man or less creature for a single black. That seems good. Yeah. Plus, you can cycle it. Right. Cycling is is huge, right? Yeah. Being able to turn it into a cantrip late game is a big deal. Uh, best rap album. I don't know why this is on here, but best rap album. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jadena's Hail to the Chief. Okay. I'm gonna go with uh, Gangstar. Uh, I'm gonna go with their actually their greatest hits. Their two disc. Uh, it's like a legacy of, ga- uh, uh, what is it, uh, a decade of gang or whatever. It's, that's a really great CD. I highly recommend it in Gangstar if you have. Um, nice. why is Balduvian Bears at Celso such a beast, pun intended? I refuse to answer that question. Yeah, we can move on from there. Uh, Adrian, <laughs> is he part of a collective to live without trackable communication through a series of blockades, and is he much like Luke Skywalker in the only good Star Wars movie, Our Only Hope? <laughs> there's a lot to unpack out of that there's question. a lot going on there <laughs> first of all a new hope was not the only good star wars movie <laughs> <laughs> i agree uh uh i i don't have an answer for that question uh yes the answer is yes okay <laughs> and what's your best dr- pl- uh your best drink for playing jank jerry uh, i mean mint julep to- <laughs> is my go-to like i i will be that guy who orders a mint julep at the bar you do love a mint julep that is true <laughs> That is true. Um, it depends. If it's uh, if it's the winter and it's cold out, I'm probably doing like something like a uh, a white Russian. Uh, mm. But if it's if it's hot out, then I'm probably gonna go with something something real like real real frosty like a like a frozen mudslide. Oh, because like you just don't <laughs> have any. If you're drinking one of those, you have no shame. Yeah, it's getting no drunk on dessert. Like, I'm gonna enjoy my ice cream and my liquor at the same time. I have no problem with that. I love some mudslides. <laughs> Uh, I did invent a new drink the other night that you'll probably like, uh, Pat. I call it a nutty Russian. Okay. So uh, I didn't have regular milk, but I did have almond milk. So I didn't want to just use Kahlua. And playing off the almond milk, I have chestnut liqueur. Okay. Trader Vic's chestnut liqueur. So added those together, splash of vodka, I call it a nutty Russian. (laughs) It's delicious. (laughs) Okay, sure. Yeah, we'll we'll have some of those this weekend. Be good yeah, time. totally. Be a good time. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Mark asks when we're going to play Vintage. I'll play Vintage when someone hands me a Vintage deck. Same. I don't think I'm going to put it together online. Um, I mean, I guess we'll maybe we'll play some Vintage Cube tonight. That's about as close as I'm going to get to Vintage, I think. Oh, yeah. Just priced, I'm just priced out of that format. I'm not interested in picking up power to... Play events where, like, most events in this area seem like they're proxy events. Doesn't seem like it's a, a good time for me. Plus, like, 
all the vintage players I hear talk about the format seem they make it sound like it's not that fun to play right now. I'm exactly selling me. Yeah, I want to play vintage, but I just want to play against someone for fun. Like I don't necessarily want to enter a vintage event, and I just feel there's no one around to play with. Right, right. It's exactly like, that, that issue. I wouldn't even mind playing proxies. It's just yeah. no one I ever am hanging out with ever is like, hey, let's play some vintage. Right. I'm a like, I'm a man dictated like by never... my surroundings. <laughs> my problem is that I never like I was never part of the alpha beta unlimited revised like crew. Like that was never that th- I started playing like really around Tempest. So like that's kind of where my 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 foray into magic came from. So I like playing decks that are kind of from Tempest Dawn. Like, I don't have any affinity, even for duels. Like, I don't have any affinity for duels because I never actually played them until I started playing Legacy. Uh, it's true. Sorry, I was reading ahead to the next question. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you li- all right, listen, we're going to have to just block Celso from this group because I we ask for questions. I was literally going to say, Celso's message literally reads verbatim like a Trump tweet. Yes. <laughs> like, it has the same cadence, <laughs> the same syntax. <laughs> He's also asked, over-under on Jerry contributing anything of value to the podcast. My bets are the final or penultimate episodes. Hashtag Jerry do nothing. I will give Celso credit. I don't think Trump could come up with that level of vocab, though. This is true. This is true. <laughs> we, gotta have, we gotta have him on again soon. He, I don't know if he's still playing Magic, but... Trump? No, no, no. <laughs> Celso. <laughs> it's like, we got Trump lined up? Alright, let's do this. <laughs> Um, he also asked over-under on the number of people Jerry would invite to a dinner organized by Aaron Campbell. The answer is as many as you can fit in the restaurant. <laughs> 27 is the current record. <laughs> uh, Justin Sacco asks, another installment of what card am I thinking of by Jerry? <laughs> Which no one has nailed down the card you've been talking about. I know, we still haven't nailed it. People have come, people have actually shown me cards I've never seen before, but I'm like, wow, that actually works. <laughs> That actually does work. Still uh, not the card I'm thinking of, though. Just just to be clear, which card are we talking about that looks like another card? Uh, it's from Hours of Devastation. I forget what it's called. It's two and a blue, and it doubles the amount that you mill each turn. Oh, right, right, right. So that is... Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. Oh, oh um, Fraying Sanity. Yes, Fraying Sanity. Uh, it looks like another... I'm not doing it for a third episode in a row. People, <laughs> just let it die, people. I've been trying to get you into that. <laughs> just let it die. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know if it has, like, another... If it has a... Because it's like a mummy. It looks like a mummy. I don't know. Yeah. I think you might have lost it, lost it there, Jerry. All right. I do have a... What card am I thinking of, though? Okay. I actually can't remember what this card's called. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's try it. Uh, but it's like it's from it's from an early set, like Alpha, Beta, maybe Arabian Nights, but definitely really er- early. Okay. And and it just has like it looks like an '80s glam metal like album cover. The okay. art, <laughs> like it's just this like barbarian uh, like sitting on a horse, but the art is kind of like fucked up a little bit, and it's either his like arm. Or his leg is like way out of proportion sitting on the horse where if you realize if this guy ever stood up, he would just immediately fall over because he's so top heavy from all of his muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't remember what the card's name, but it's it's a hilarious art. So if someone can find that art that card for me, I would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> uh, yes, please post on the Facebook group so we can see this artwork. <laughs> uh good. Awesome. I did a Google search for uh, MTG Barbarian art, and I'm not seeing anything come up here that looks like it's what you're looking for. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking it's a red or green creature, probably red. It might be from Legends. It's not Kelden Warlord, is it? He doesn't look like he's on a horse. No, it's he's definitely not like on a horse. Or it just like his proportions are way off, man. Kelden <laughs> I remember... Warlord isn't a horse, though. Well, link it for me. All right. You just are you gonna spoil it for all the listeners? Did you find it already? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm looking. I'm looking. We'll have to cut it out if I got it. <laughs> People uh, need to know the truth. I, I feel like this this might be. Is it like a? It looks like Foglio art. Link it. All right. All right. Hold on. <laughs> Link it. <laughs> Give me the fix. <laughs> I feel like this might be it because his upper body is pretty massive and he has tiny legs. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> 
Once you look at it, we're gonna delete. We'll delete this part. We'll you can't part. unsee it. You can't unsee it. <laughs> <laughs> like once you see it, it's true. It's there's true. There's no one seeing it. That art is just like bad, though. It's just bad art. It doesn't it, make any sense. Oh my god! It, like I said, it looks like an '80s metal band. It album. does. I actually kind of want this to be like an Iron Maiden cover. Yeah, <laughs> Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to uh, get into before we got? Uh, before we did like shoutouts and stuff? Yeah. Leave all that in. The people All right. The <laughs> All right, so uh, sorry to ruin the. Uh, I mean, it was pretty easy to solve that mystery, Jerry. I'm hoping. <laughs> I can't believe you came up with that with that description. <laughs> barbarian with weird leg. No, I just had Magic the Gathering barbarian art, and then I, I scrolled down a few inches, and uh, I don't know. That was like the mo- the weirdest looking art that I saw on, uh, on the oldest card. The next image is actually something pointing out how weird it looks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, how about uh, some contact info, Jerry? If someone wants to find you on Twitter. Where can they get a hold of you, man? Uh, I am I allowed to say it this week? You can find him J M E E three R D. You can find the Facebook page. Just Google, just search for Leaving Legacy on Facebook. Uh, you can find me at Pat Uglo on Twitter. The stream is twitch.tv slash Pat uh, you can also find the Leaving a Legacy Patreon at patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Jerry, who are you scooping in the top eight this week, my friend? Uh, I'm scooping you in, Pat, yeah. because we're going to jam some Vintage Cube right now, oh, and it, it's going to be amazing. Can't wait. Speaking of, I've actually been going infinite on Vintage Cube, which is the first time I've actually done this. I've played like ten Vintage Cubes uh, and, <laughs> and like all on one buy-in. Mono red, mono red, mono red? No, I've played a different deck every time. Oh, awesome. Uh, these people just don't know how good these cards are. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can pass cards and be like, what did you take? Like, like uh, I got like a third pick Soul Ring one time. And I'm like, what are you smoking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems real good in Vintage Cube. Yeah, uh, like I get past Mana Drains all the time. Like, I pick so many Mana Drains because people pass that card. Like, in a format where people are hard casting Eldrazi, you want your Mana Drains. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that seems good. Like, worst case scenario, it's Counterspell, which is still good in most heavily blue decks. Right. Uh, we'll, dr- we'll drop some knowledge on this stream. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. Um, all right. I, Jerry, I'm going to scoop you in this week as well. We're going to do a double scoop in the top eight here. Oh, we're gonna, yeah. We're going to do the draw, which I'm actually vehemently against drawing in Magic. I think it should reward you zero points. Um, but uh, we'll do the double draw in the top eight here. I think when it comes to a draw, the two players should fight to the death. I also like that too. I, f- I feel like my odds, like against the general magic population, to fight to the death are probably pretty high. So I, I, take, I would take that. I fight dirty though, Pat. That's fine. I also right. fight dirty. In in the words of Bill Belichick, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. That that is exactly something he said, word for word. <laughs> Only in the fight for d- to the death, though. Magic is an honorable exploit. <laughs> but I will uh, throw sand in your eyes, motherfucker. <laughs> Did you uh did you get a chance to uh check out my my rap at the end of last week's episode? I did. It was quite enjoyable. <laughs> uh, it was well worth the wait. It was uh it was a lot of work, uh but it was fun. I enjoyed doing it. I hope people uh, got a kick out of it at least. <laughs> I know I did. Excellent. Good. Good. All right, Jerry. If you have a die to roll, man, we can roll a die and get the heck out of here. Boom! I just had a die. Where'd it go? Here we go. You got the list. I got the list. You got the list. What's on the list? Fifteen. Uh, Fever for the Flavor. Hot Action Cop. <laughs> Martin Clark requests this. Alrighty. <laughs> Alright. So we're going to delete that and we're going to see if we find that at some point. <laughs> Pat, you have to play it. Oh no, I mean no, we'll play it. We'll play it. Uh I mean, I just don't know what that song that is. Uh all right, cool. So we're playing uh whatever that was. Yay. Yay. <laughs> all right. Scene. <laughs> play us out with something sweet, Pat. Oh yeah, we'll do. Do you think that I could get some? Chicky, chicky. Maybe just a little finger. Sticky, sticky. You might let you cool it in bone flavor. I got to do you till the next song says ya. Yeah. And can I get a little zip, zip? Looky, looky. Maybe just a little uh, uh. Looky, looky. Hey, what you say? It doesn't matter anyway. You won't do another because you're getting with me. You got the power. Oh, gee. I got the fever for the flavor of the cool.
wicky. Let me get your butt naked. Licky, licky. 